1: Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating bonus 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 Ooh, bonus episode for the 2020. new year i can't believe it's 2020 i can't
0: either it feels like futuristic doesn't it i mean like, i feel like all those movies were about 2020 yeah, and like, here we are aliens are supposed to come down and take over
1: and we have flying cars and i don't see any of that so <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit the <laughs> there's nothing of that sort except we have more dating in 2020 <laughs> i think for this bonus episode we've been talking about this topic for a while it's like the state of dating right and like, what is happening in the dating world right now? And I feel like by doing this podcast, Julie and I have a really good sense of what's been happening and what's, what people are doing to make dating better. So yeah. here we are talking about the state of dating going into the new year. And also we're going to make some future predictions because we're psychic
0: So we did this, um, we'll be airing this episode this season, but we had a really great interview with Tommy Danger Kim from the Tommy Danger (laughs) Experiment. Danger is his middle name, by the way. Legally, Oh my God, I just thought that was like his stage name. No, that's basically. Legally his middle name. So as UA's friend, we met up with him in New York and we did a really great interview with him. It's like two hours long. We'll be condensing some of it for um, our upcoming season. It's on his podcast now though, but he asked us this question at the end that I thought was like so dead on. It was and so I'm, brilliant. You know, like what is the state of politics, the state of the union, all of that. What is the state of dating? And it really got us to think about everything we've learned like you just said.
1: And it was a fantastic question because we were like, whoa, we've never been asked that before. Yeah. So So here we are, because we talk about this all the time, but we're going to make it more organized, like official, Official, (laughs) organized, state address. Here's our state address. (laughs) (laughs) The state of dating is, so as we come into the new year, Julie, I think the state of dating really is about reclaiming the old ways of dating. Mm. Because I think in the last two or three years, we saw this dating fatigue with online dating. Everyone's like, I want to get off the apps. You know, we like always hear that from guests. I want to get off the apps. I'm on a dating hiatus. So I think coming into the new year, everyone's thinking about how do I date IRL and how do I date better and not waste
0: my time? It Mm -hmm. feels like people are a little more intentional Mm -hmm. about not going on like every last date. When like the apps with swiping and such started, it was like a game. Mm. And people were like, how many matches can I get? How many dates can I go on? And now it's like, one, a lot of people just don't have the freaking time. No. The money. There's a lot of different things. Like dating is expensive, especially in like major cities, SF, New York, LA, like anywhere actually, it's not just there. So I think people are just a lot more intentional of who they bring into their lives and not just money and all that, but like their own personal time.
1: Absolutely. And I I think for a lot of people looking at their dating apps, gives them so much anxiety. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. They're looking
1: at all the messages they haven't responded back to. They're looking at all the matches they haven't reached out to. It gives them so much anxiety that I predict, I know we were saving the predictions for later, <laughs> but I think going along with this state right now is that the future is we're going to have the inbox zero mentality where people want to clear their dating <laughs> inboxes. They just want to make sure they're reaching out to everyone that they match with and they're able to get them offline.
0: Have you ever seen those memes that's yes. like the certain person that's inbox zero yes. and then- the person that's like a zillion, which is totally me. I'm like me never too. in box zero. But I feel like at least for myself in the last six months, since I've been like heavily using apps, mm-hmm. it's been a lot more manageable. Like I definitely have met a lot of people. And I think like on average, I probably go on like one date a week, maybe two. Mm-hmm. It's not super overwhelming, but it's like got into a place that it's good that you can fill yeah. your pipeline with new people and like been constantly meeting. I've been doing a lot more discernment before actually meeting up. And I that's not just looks. If you match, it's baseline looks, but like it's really the conversation that happens. Sure. And like little things too, like, oh, you're not asking me a lot of questions about myself. Mm-hmm. Things like that that I'm like, is this person a curious person? Are they someone that wants to really get to know someone else?
1: What's so funny about that is back in the day when online dating first started, their selling point was don't put all your eggs in one basket, yeah. right? It was yep. like diversify your portfolio because then you'll get the most return out of it. But now I think people are thinking I need to spend more time on the people I match with if they go through these initial filters, because that's the only way I can get to know someone is that I think the future of dating is that we are going to be more mindful when it comes to dating and be more selective in who we meet in real
0: life. I remember like having the mentality of, Oh, you just don't know until you meet someone, which Mm -hmm. there's definitely still true to that. Like you'll never know a hundred percent until you meet an, in real life. Mm-hmm. But I think like how I've changed personally and I've definitely seen this with other people too is like I want to like feel excited about the date. So yeah. like I want to get to know you. I want to put you in my phone as a person, not mm-hmm. just like as a random number until I meet you. And I Bob think Tinder. Yeah, <laughs> and I think just in general like people have expressed that they're just getting less messages and matches than historically. And I think that's actually maybe for the best cuz then you can actually try to get to know someone and get excited about dates. is that was something that people said was missing. Is this just very much... I'll just show up. One of our past guests from like season two, Mika. I don't know if you remember that oh, one. Of course. How she would just integrate people into like going grocery shopping, doing all the stuff that All just, the errands. Yeah. And it's like because you were trying to pack in all those dates. But I feel like nowadays people are a lot more like, okay, I'm going to have like this one date that I go to. Mm. And I'm going to like give that person a shot. So
1: there we go. Another prediction for 2020. Quality over quantity. Yeah. It used to be about how many Matches I can get, how many dates I can go on in a, in a week. Now that's no longer a way to brag about dating. Like nobody cares how many matches right. you get anymore. It's not impressive. But it's more impressive that you go on a second date, third date, a fourth date. It's more about the depth
0: of the yep. dates as opposed to how many matches. You know what else is interesting? There's a lot of these niche sites coming out. There's yeah. Dig the Dog Lovers dating app, that and like Dave met yes. Andrea on <laughs> one of our past guests. Yeah, and there's just like some other ones too, like just a wide range of them mm-hmm. and I think there actually could be a shift more to that mm-hmm. than like the mass quantities And even like for example Hinge I feel like is definitely a little more fine-tuned to like people that are looking for relationships mm-hmm. it's not niche like in the sense of like a specific characteristic but it's not like mass quantity swiping apps like Tinder and like Bumble Bumblehub become
1: well that is what OkCupid came out with years ago I mean they were so ahead of their time when they did the research and the reports saying the people who had the best matches were the ones who had a niche interest. Yep. Like the, yep. the goth people who liked snakes, you know, like they got the most matches and the best match rate because they were able to find each other. The very unattractive people actually got the least amount of matches because people would think, well, this person's too attractive. They probably match with everyone. So right. then they don't swipe or they don't want to match with them. Right. So niche is the way to go. Yeah. But then don't you think that feeds into like, what is your niche interest? Now everyone's going to have to think about what
0: that <laughs> is. Now. It can't just be like travel no. and and food <laughs> and yoga. What would be yours? Oh God. <laughs> this is why it's so tough. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That, that Christian, I would Christian to, singles is I Christian know. mingle. I don't know. Maybe it's like podcasters. That's interesting. Fellow podcasts or creative people. I would like. Content creators. I would like to meet other people who have a creative interest. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing. What would yours be? I mean, dogs is one. So, Dig
1: was, they were really smart about that. But what about like first time dog owners? Yeah. Kind of that Get vulnerability. More niche. <laughs> really niche. First time little white dog it's gonna owners. It's going to be so niche that you're
0: the only one on the website. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great. I matched with myself. This is wonderful. I really think that is going to take off in 2020 for anybody starting new apps or dating services. The more niche, the better.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think what's definitely been a trend of 2019 and Mm -hmm. going into 2020 is that anything fucking goes. Oh, my God. And I think, like, before you would assume (laughs) that, like, anyone on a dating app was, like, looking for a relationship that would lead to marriage, that would lead to children. And that is, like, anything but the case anymore. Like. I don't know, it's all over the map. Like, we've talked to a lot of, like, polyamorous mm-hmm. couples. We've talked to triads. We've talked to unicorns. Like We've mm-hmm. talked to, like, the whole gamut. But even if you're more on, like, leaning towards the traditional sphere, just because you maybe one day want marriage mm. doesn't mean that that's what you want right now. People are so, like, focused on themselves and, like, getting their own house in order. Mm. It feels like there's a lot of that. And I think some of it comes back to, like, economic conditions, which a lot of people have pointed out, which is super interesting. People just being like, hey, I don't have enough money to go on dates. I want to just make sure I'm self-sufficient before I partner with someone else. Mm. There's just a lot of those dynamics happening, which is very fascinating because you definitely don't think about that when you think of dating trends.
1: And I wish people would think about that. Even if you had the means to go on a date every day, you should budget out your (laughs) dating life. Like for the month, give yourself some sort of budget, 500 bucks and therefore, you'll be more selective on who you take on on yeah. dates if you budget out. But I think what the point you're making is almost like I think about it, it's a little bit contradictory to the other trend we were talking about, which is people are being more mindful and yeah. spending more time with like one person. And now we're saying they're going to be more open yep. to other types. So I think where we can um, marry the two is that people are going to be more open to different types. They're just going to spend more time trying to figure out if they like that type or not. Yeah. Right. So it's almost like dating at like a scientist like Logan's episode. My thesis is I may like this type that I've never tried before and let's let's give it a whirl right. for a month.
0: I know that is definitely some something- feedback of challenges though, that it's already so hard to find someone that kind of yes. like matches you, you on so many levels. And then you're entering a world where someone might be polyamorous and you're very much monogamous. Let's say yeah. you tried it out or that's just your value. You really don't fundamentally believe in it. Yeah, It's definitely a challenge that we're kind of dealing with that definitely didn't happen in past generations of being like, so are you married? But oh, <laughs> It's okay because you know, but then also like I don't want to be involved with that because yeah. that's not what I'm looking for. It's just a lot of filtering that needs to happen. Things
1: were so black and white back in oh the day. Oh my god! If you yeah. had a ring on your finger, you were off the market, and yeah. that's all I needed to know. Not the
0: case. Now it's like.
1: <laughs> Do you have a ring on your finger? Oh, is it on that finger? Oh, now it's on this the other finger. Is that the ring that it's from your marriage? Oh, that's from your primary partner. <laughs> <laughs> like you were saying, anything goes is not so black and white. So we have to ask more questions
0: nowadays. Totally. I, we've talked to a lot of guests too on the show, and it's tough because I know I've been here too. It's like mm. you want to know at the beginning because mm-hmm. you don't want to like waste your time necessarily. And it's sometimes hard though for people to grasp what it is that. Really want. Yeah. Because I think because there's so many options, people are just trying to understand themselves. We've seen people, and maybe this is a trend too, of like zigzagging going full circle. For sure. Like we've seen people that are like, fuck men, I'm gonna become a lesbian. To actually I realize that men are for me. So and that's fine. Like I think sometimes you just Mm -hmm. have to go through that cycle to learn, but it's hard for the people along the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the people that you're going on. Yes, I call them roadkill.
1: because they're part of the experiment, but it's, (laughs) All based on what your intentions are. If you have the best of intentions, that is okay. You get a pass. If your intentions to like cross people off a list, that's terrible.
0: But I think the other trend though, because of this, anything goes mentality is just to stay open because even if you're monogamous with someone, they may change their mind. They may be into like a sexual kink that they were never into when you got together. Mm -hmm. They may have fluid sexuality. You don't really know. And no one knows. Like you said, it's not bad intentions, not like someone pulling one over you. It's them figuring themselves out. Also foreshadowed to one of our upcoming episodes, coming out in a marriage. <laughs> oh, yes. Because <laughs> you never
1: know what could happen. It's true. If you're going to be with someone for a long time, they're going to change. You're going to change. And it's okay to evolve together. But you can't get stuck in the past.
0: I right? can't wait for that episode to come uh, out. It's going to be a be good one. Lot. I
1: think the one thing that I can say, I started thinking without an end goal in mind. Mm. And that's what I was open to. Because like my dating profiles back in the day was always like, looking for this. End goal really is to find someone that you jive with and right. enjoy each other's time. Right. Like I don't think
0: about like you must be on this timeline to be with me the part that's tricky is because we're getting to an age where like children are definitely in the cards Mm -hmm. and I think for me like I'm unsure myself so when someone tells me that they're either unsure or they don't want kids Mm -hmm. then it's not something that I'm like oh it's a deal breaker Mm -hmm. when I found myself dealing with this year was in a relationship the guy I was with did not want kids and it kind of like actually closed the door and I I found myself kind of not wanting to close the door, wanting something that's a little more open to where life might go. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where my current view is. I'm not like, I need to have kids tomorrow, but I don't want someone that necessarily closes the door either.
1: What if you met someone who said, must have kids? Oof.
0: Yeah. Would that be the same? It's tough because I'm trying not to like close doors, but it's also like, if they are like dying and I'm unsure, then I wouldn't necessarily want to go there either.
1: Isn't that interesting that, like, you would have almost the same response? You just basically want someone to be open to it. Yeah. But not like I absolutely
0: have to have kids. Exactly. Which is another good point too of where things are going is like years ago it was like so kind of unforeseen too if a woman like didn't want to have kids. And I feel like I'm hearing more and more women that are just like I like my lifestyle Mm -hmm. and like I'm just not sure. On the flip side I've had a lot of friends and we've heard from people too that were not sure and then they had kids and they felt like this was what they were meant to do. Mm. So I think sometimes it goes back to like, you just don't know until you know, and life changes all the time. Like you might not be in the place to have kids, but I guess to the flip side is like, maybe if I met that guy that really wanted to have kids and we just like fell hardcore in love, and then maybe I could envision myself with it more.
1: Yeah. I, well, I think it goes back into the open mentality. And I met a guy who was in a marriage for seven years where both of them married each other because they didn't want kids. And then at the seventh year mark, she said she wanted kids and that's when they got a divorce. So you don't know, like you could establish this in the beginning, but you still have no control of the future. Exactly.
0: And people just change. People change and you will change too. Yeah. And I think that's like a good tie-in to this whole like just shift of what people are looking for. And Mm. it's like, I don't know, I've just like experienced like people I would have never thought in a thousand years that were like into a polyamorous lifestyle. And like talking Mm. to a friend of mine, he was married for 20 years and he's still married. And what it taught me was, like, right now I might be looking for something more monogamous, but I haven't been married to someone for 20 years. Right. Maybe in 20 years I'll have a totally different view. Maybe the trend here is just having this, like, always learning, always, like, open
1: Mm. type of mindset.
0: Even if you are married. Yeah. Like, open to evolving. Yes. As a couple. What about gender roles?
1: Let's take a break from this episode and focus on what the new year brings. This is a time to think about your priorities. So may I suggest putting your mental health at the top of your list? BetterHelp is a service I use to connect with a professional counselor on a regular basis to do a mental health check-in. Sometimes we talk about pretty deep stuff. Other times, I just like updating someone on what's going on in my life. I am so grateful I found BetterHelp where I can get online counseling with professional, credible and compassionate therapists in a safe and private online environment. With over 3,000 US licensed professionals across 50 states, you're sure to find the right one for you and at a very affordable price. Now for Datable listeners only, you get 10% off your first month with the code DATABLE. Get started today by going to betterhelp.com slash DATABLE to simply fill out a questionnaire to assess your needs and then you'll be matched with a counselor. Again, that's betterhelp.com DATABLE and use the code D-A-T-E. A-B-L-E for 10% off your first month. Now back to the show. What about gender roles? What's the state of gender roles at the end of 2019? Well, I think
0: Me Too Mm -hmm. really came to light, what was it, 2017, 2018? And then I think what we experienced in 2019 was the fallout. Of course, like there are some men that contributed to Me Too, like Harvey Weinstein. No one is going to debate that like he did something that was good, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is like, Across the board, like, the real sexual harassment claims or sexual assault, like, all of that, like, that's no joke. Mm -hmm. But I think what came out of that, which might have been a negative consequence, is that people got very sensitive to everything. Oh, my God. And I'm not, again, not saying like people that actually experience these types of situations. I'm glad B2 came to be and I'm glad that people had an opportunity to voice. But I think what we're seeing now is kind of like the downside of it. For example, the workplace used to be a great way to meet a partner. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of shared interests. You had similar upbringing, different like similar socioeconomic background, like a lot of stuff. And now people will not touch workplace romance with like a 10 foot pole.
1: No. So just, you don't want to be reported to HR. Right.
0: The stakes are way too freaking high now. And I think it's a little unfortunate that like it's gotten to that level. We hear men saying that they don't want to go in for the kiss. They don't want to like take control in any way because mm-hmm. of consent culture. And again, not saying consent culture is bad. Like that is great for all those situations that need it. But mm-hmm. it's almost like I would go on a limb to say the women that are for consent culture also do want someone that will take control when it's not in a way that. It's going to hurt them. Right.
1: And do you feel like, I almost feel like there's a little shaming of people who aren't pro-women in certain circumstances. Eliza Scherzinger's latest comedy special, right? Where she's kind of like, if you don't root for the one woman in the room, apparently you're a bad person. Right. Even if that woman may not be the best person for the position or the best person, you still have to root for women because they're women. So I think what's going to happen in 2020 is that men are going to have to speak up are going to have to define what masculinity is. They're going to have to tell us what good masculinity is, what manhood is about. And I see this trend already where some of my guy friends are going to all men's retreats. They're going to all men's gatherings. Um, Our friend Larry does like boys night all the time, like meeting of the minds with just men. I think men need to get together and come together as a whole and say, this is how we want to reclaim our masculinity and respect from everybody else.
0: And I feel like we've done Definitely, have started to see that in 2019. We mm-hmm. had like a lot, a few really strong male voices. Like we had Mark Green from the Good Men Project. That
1: was fantastic, and he was
0: like on a whole panel by Perrys and Bonobos, and there was a lot of like really like strong-willed men on there talking about the future of masculinity and how for so long men had to like fall into this one alpha stereotype, mm-hmm. and then that also leads to a lot of shame if you don't fall into that. Yeah, and I think what they're trying to do, and I think this is great, is Make like the many (laughs) ways of being a man accessible for men today. And what it means to be a man. Exactly. Cool.
1: Any other trends that we saw in 2019?
0: I mean, I think the one thing that also sticks out to me, and this kind of goes to economics a bit and just being ready. We talked to Helen Fisher that we had an episode with her and there was this a lot around slow love. Yeah. And it's like people this day and age are not trying to rush into anything. Like they're trying to find the right partner because of the fallout of divorce rates and all of that. But also they want to like make sure that they have their own house in order. Mm. And that doesn't necessarily mean just financially. It can be emotionally. It can be whatever it may be. And we had also um, Jenna Birch from The Love Gap, which was a mm. very popular episode for us. And she talked about just like how kind of back in the day there was this mentality of like, if he's not like pushing for you now, he's just not that into you. Mm. And she was saying like that is not like millennial at all. And she was saying that like people will come back when it, they feel like it's the right time. Yeah. And just because, like, again, obviously don't like, bark off the wrong tree if someone's really not interested in you. Yeah. The, like the timing isn't right. Like it might not be that they aren't interested. It could be more that's going on.
1: Don't you think also, because I feel like everyone has what I call like a dating cemetery on their phones <laughs> of like all the matches that you miss oh, and yeah. all the messages you miss. Then in 2020, maybe people are, will start revisiting these and say, oh, totally. was the person I didn't really
0: give a chance? Maybe they could have been a good match. I've definitely done that. <laughs> like when my like dating, like I'm not getting like matches that I like or not matches in general. I'm like, who are all these people? that I just like either messaged me and I didn't reply right. to or we both just never messaged each other. It's... I love it. The dating cemetery. That's so great. We've
1: also had a few of those guests like that. Mm-hmm. Remember Val, who met her yeah. now husband on Match.com? They never ended up meeting until they yep. ran into each other at a concert. I mean, it's, it's all about timing. timing with a lot of
0: these dating apps. So I do think people will start revisiting. Yeah, who for they sure. Have. And then we have like the eight year Friends with Benefits story yeah. that like it took Julie and Andrew, some of our past guests, eight years basically. They went through like friends to super casual to mm. come. Like, things just don't always flow linearly anymore. Right. I think, like, before it was like, if it's not progressing in a straight line, you kill them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Not literally. (laughs) But now it's like, there's just a lot more zigzags.
1: Yeah, that's very true. It's like revisiting the pipeline is it's a it's a thing. It's an opportunity for you to rethink like what what it is you were actually
0: looking for. I think the other trend that's super interesting is like maybe this kind of goes to what we were talking about at the very beginning of like people being like more intentional of their time. Mm. I feel like people are not afraid to get into like the deep stuff early anymore. No No taboo topics. No, like once upon a time it was like don't. Never talk about religion don't ever talk about politics don't ever talk about your ex and I've definitely found myself on dates like talking about past relationships viewpoints and like I think those are the best dates mm-hmm. when you're just doing like the date review and like having the date talk that doesn't tell you anything about this person like it's easy to forget them
1: Yeah. And then you can just crush it and think you had a really good conversation, except you just had the same conversation they had with a thousand other people. Right. So it's okay to get deep real fast. I think another prediction I would have is you read all these reports about millennials and Gen Zers who don't want to own anything. They don't Mm. want to own houses. They don't want to have possessions of anything. I think that could apply to dating as well. No more like possession of people. So then we're getting rid of labels. I think Mm. maybe 2020 is a little early. For that, but I think we're gonna start to see like people saying that's like no longer using boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband. It's more like my partner, my partner, there's a lot yep. of partner partner stuff. A co-worker of mine whose nephew is like four or five, he's already like this. He's like, meet my friend who's a girl, like my friend who's a girl, but he's like quote unquote dating all of them. <laughs> but there's no he's four. He's four, yeah. Right. He is he's a Mac daddy, but he <laughs> no longer possesses them because he shares them with everybody yep. else too, I think we are getting to a point where it's like no longer you belong to me, I belong to you. I I think we're going to start seeing people not changing their names Mm -hmm. after marriage. Oh, yeah. And then it's just an open forum for you to just like connect with people.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point about the no labels also, because that also applies to gender Mm. identity. Like we're seeing that in kindergarten and young ages, people are not identifying by the sex. Yeah, no more pronouns. Right. I think the future is pansexual. Yeah. looking at someone as a person yeah. not having like gender, gender identity or sex be part of the equation.
1: That could be a tagline for 2020. The future is pansexual. <laughs> Last year it was the future is female.
0: This year it the future is pansexual. Coined at first. The
1: future is pansexual.
0: If you walk into a party and anything goes. I don't know. I don't, it might not be 2020 but yeah. I feel like it's happening. I think it's definitely happening. I agree. I think 2020 will see the start of that. I feel like like the more men I, i've met so many men recently that are definitely Ooh. more on like the pan yes like side and i don't know if it's because it's just becoming more acceptable or like again back to this there isn't just one way to be a man mm-hmm. or maybe they're just coming from more liberal backgrounds i don't know what it is but i know i've seen it a bit more we've talked to a lot more people that mm-hmm. they identify that way so i think it's coming. i think so too Any other predictions for 2020? What about dating apps? Because I feel like VR was all the freaking rage. (laughs) technology, right. And it just died. Yeah, Technology. technology. Like, VR apps was supposed to be the next wave. You weren't supposed to meet in real life. That was supposed to be the first date. And that... Totally bombed, which the, I'm glad about to be honest. The thing is,
1: we haven't even gotten to a place where we can make video apps mainstream. Yeah. How can we make VR mainstream? Right. I think maybe 2020 is a year for video. I don't know something where you yeah. get to chat face to face before meeting
0: IRL. So I haven't done this yet, but apparently on the league they uh-huh. do like a video chat like speed date now. Cool. But apparently if you don't like someone after like two seconds, you could just next them. That is so MTV of I them. Oh, I was like <laughs> things are like totally coming back. we yes, are next. I was talking to someone that did it and he was like yeah, like all of a sudden they'll just be gone or you'll <gasps> just like, because you have like limited time with each person. So if you're not feeling it, you're just like move on. I gotta get through this. That <laughs> takes rejection to a whole new level. I'd
1: rather just someone not <laughs> swipe on me than to like literally brush my face away. Like X on on that face it's like actually real life swiping we just never saw before life. that is really sad i don't think i have enough confidence <laughs> we do had that.
0: one episode i think it was logan actually uh, science of dating remember we talked about how people don't see who doesn't swipe on them yeah. so they have an inflated ego yeah, so maybe that was a really you are good point. seeing everyone that's swiping left on you. Oh then- my
1: God. And then you would just go <laughs> into your room and
0: cry. <laughs> maybe it's gonna like level the playing field. Because I feel like Whoa. my personal opinion of one of the challenges of dating with dating apps is that everyone, they want someone that's like slightly better than what they're bringing to the table. Mm. And it's like a perpetual cycle because everyone's trying to like leg up slightly. Mm. And I think it's because they see all these options. And maybe some of them will swipe on them and that's like an extra extra like boost of confidence but even if they don't mm. they feel like that they're there smiling at them looking at them so maybe yeah. this will bring everyone back down to reality
1: let's hold that thought for a second we'll get right back to it Okay, so we're talking about like how dating apps can really mimic real-life dating, right? Currently, you just see everyone as their individual profile, yeah. and then you swipe through them and you see the next one. What if, in 2020, dating apps start putting people in groups? Hey, let's pause from this episode for our sponsor, Lola, a female-founded feminine care brand offering high-quality period and sexual wellness products, all made with natural ingredients. Lola's tampons, pads, liners, and cleansing wipes are all made with 100% organic No toxins, dyes, or synthetic fibers. I personally love that Lola makes it easier than ever to tailor my subscription to perfectly fit my needs. I can choose from an assortment of Lola's gynecologist-approved period products that are hypoallergenic. And I have the freedom to select my delivery frequency, such as choosing between, let's say, every four weeks to every eight weeks. It's also super easy to modify my order, skip a month, or cancel my subscription at any time. Get started with a trial set. You have two kinds to choose from, with each one featuring a mix of assortment of period products for just $5. And just for being a Dateable listener, you can get 30% off your $5 trial set today. Visit mylola.com and enter the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E 30 to redeem your offer. Again, that's 30% off a $5 trial set with a code Dateable 30 by visiting mylola.com. Now let's get back to the show. What if, in 2020, dating apps start putting people in groups? Like you see five people together, five profiles together, and then you have to pick one. Some
0: of them have done that. I think Tinder Tinder has something like that that it'll give you an opportunity to super like and they'll put a bunch of them together.
1: Oh, I've seen that. Okay, so I've seen that. But what if it's just like randomized five people on video? Okay. So it's kind of
0: like you're walking into a bar. Oh, that'd be cool. So you're just like, you're not just interacting with one person. No. Everyone's interacting and then you can like check out how people vibe with each other. Vibe
1: with each other. And then you have to make a choice. But it's like The Bachelor, basically.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> the future- of dating is The Bachelor. It's The Bachelor.
1: But I do think people need context and they need to compare.
0: Yeah. Just
1: choosing, just, I, sometimes I look at one profile and I cannot
0: make a decision because no. I have no idea. But relative to other people in the room, I think I could. And I love this concept of video because it shows, like, the way your mannerisms, the way you engage, the mm-hmm. way you laugh. But there's something about video right now that's so fucking awkward. It's so awkward. That anyone's going to look weird. Like, even when in real I life know. you're probably natural. So, like, I I don't know what the solution is because if we did, we'd probably be billionaires. But like, right. how do you get to a point where you're capturing someone on video, but it's in a way that doesn't feel so forced?
1: But Julie, I think sometimes I do think you and I may be a little older <laughs> for for what's about to come because a lot of my younger friends in their like early 20s only FaceTime. They don't even call each other anymore. So I feel like they're more used to seeing each other on video in whatever fucked up angle it may be. I think it's just, maybe it's just our generation that's weird about
0: video. But there's also something about FaceTiming like your friends and family versus like Like someone you don't know. Because I even think like, like we're old school, we'll do phone calls. So even that's tough. Like I, I like it foundationally. Like I get it, but it's really, it's it's setting up for awkwardness. It's It's really tough. I agree. I don't know. If someone can crack the code on that, they yeah. would be billionaires. It's probably not going to be VR, though. I
1: don't think it's going to be VR. <laughs> and we're just not there yet. I'm so to.
0: glad. That would have been so sad if we just all became avatars. Or just be, you know, maybe we'd be happy, lonely people. <laughs> <laughs> Like can you imagine if we're all just in our room sitting with those goggles on? Like it would be so depressing. Just watch Black Mirror. That's yeah. basically what that is. So but I'm glad that trend died. I mean yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe in
1: maybe this year it'll we'll pick back up. But who knows? But I think in twenty twenty, people will try to find technology that works in their favor for mm-hmm. dating as opposed to in the past. It's just gathering matches and likes yeah like with instagram hiding likes now i also think this numbers game is dying i like nobody cares about that anymore but if you can crack this mystery of like how do we get people to
0: do more mindful dating
1: online then that would be the app that people will go to
0: yeah what else is there because i feel like gen z there's a lot of interesting trends there yeah and i'm wondering if those will seep into millennials at all
1: Mm, the gen They are are fascinating. They're not having sex. They believe in love. They believe in (laughs) courtship. They're basically our grandparents, (laughs) just reincarnated (laughs) as younger people. They like to stay home. They believe in spending time with their family and friends. They're very old-fashioned in some ways, which is fantastic, yet they've all grown up with screens. I don't think anybody has... Gen Zers are the ones, the first generation to be born into like the internet and the smart fad. And you know, I guess it's not fad. As it's a trend. <laughs> it's here to stay. <laughs> it's here to stay. You know
0: though, as babies too, they were the ones that were put in front of iPads because yeah. now I feel like um, like our friends with kids are not doing that consciously because mm. I think but before it wasn't like seen as a bad thing because it was also new. Yeah. So they really have been with like, screens. With technology. Yeah. So it's a kind of reverse of us because we
1: grew up with only faces and no screens. <laughs> so when screens came into our lives, it was fascinating. For us, so Mm -hmm. maybe it'll be the opposite for them. I kind of
0: see that the way they're talking. Like, we have another spoiler alert we have a Gen Zer that we're (laughs) talking to, and I think there was a big push to not be on phones and do online dating as much, meet in real life more, like do all of that traditional aspect.
1: I think for Gen Zers, they're like cool if they're not on Instagram. Yeah, like they're already not on Facebook, and it's like, oh, yeah, Facebook is you don't have an Instagram account, you're so cool. Maybe the future is only dogs have Instagram accounts. I love it. Okay, so also along the lines of technology, I do think there'll be more apps and um, devices that aren't dating-focused that people mm. will use for dating. For example, that. people have used Instagram for dating, although it's not a dating thing. Snapchat as well. So maybe there's an app that's like for
0: cooking, and then yeah. people will start meeting on there. I mean, Facebook is. I mean, they've explicitly done dating, but mm-hmm. obviously not a platform that's traditionally dating. Nope. And I think it's really fascinating. I think the verdict is out um right now it feels very much like a tinder bumble i haven't heard anything about it but one of the things it feels like people just aren't engaging that much like i'll get matches but they like don't really talk or i don't feel compelled to talk to them like it just Mm. i don't know what it is maybe because it's mixed in with everything else on facebook i'm not exactly sure but i think Mm. part of where they're going that i actually think is much more valuable if they can crack it and they've started to do it i'm just not seeing enough matches is showing people that go to the same events that you do oh and show people in the same groups as you and all of that obviously Facebook has the mass quantities of people which is helping. Mm. If they can niche it down that way to like similar interests and use like data that way and like combine that with like effects of like where they live and types of qualities that you're looking for, like the mm. filters you have. I think there's definitely something interesting there.
1: What if Facebook can facilitate you through a relationship? So for example, right now, dating apps only take you through the beginning of a relationship. They'll find mm-hmm. you a match and then they drop you into the black hole. And <laughs> You're like, what do I do now? What if there was an app like... Facebook? Facebook could totally do this where they're kind of like, okay, you guys match. Did you go on a date? And then you talk about your
0: date, right? Mm-hmm. Give feedback, it, like facilitates yeah. feedback. Hinge asks for that now, okay. but they don't do it in a way that's going to like help facilitate the relationship. It's more just feedback <laughs> to give future people to you like different matches but Got they do it. ask if you met okay uh, if you liked them so they took the things. amazon model did you yeah. receive
1: the product and, and what actually you i'm think not of the positive if
0: they ask if you like them or not but <laughs> i think they say like is this a type of person you'd want to see Got again it. okay so it's definitely the amazon model it's not shepherding you through the process though
1: It would be cool if it could tell that you guys have gone on a few dates and it'll suggest date ideas and it'll say maybe the next step is this and it'll like kind of push you along.
0: Or give you events give you, yes, give That'd you events cool. to go
1: to and then when they do like the one year review, maybe your pictures will come up so then like <laughs> memories start People flowing. don't forget their anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Facebook keeps giving me pictures of my ex boyfriend.
0: It's like, oh, five oh years God. ago. They need to perfect their algorithm. <laughs> they do. I've definitely had that happen before. It's like so oh, did, awkward. you remember to invite this person to the event? I'm like, yeah, no, like, no. I, I purposely left them on. Yeah, like,
1: this, that's a person <laughs> I do not want in my
0: life. Thank you very much. And you know, they're
1: being the same same thing so oh, it's yeah. like double awkwardness
0: yeah. yeah but so they're the whole shepherding idea if you can mm. say like i broke up with this person
1: yeah like, and then they don't
0: show me them they anymore. kill them
1: on facebook <laughs> i really like the kill idea <laughs> just get rid of them they'll unfollow them for you you yeah. don't have to do it yourself that's great that's fantastic or they hide their stories from you right on purpose right that's fantastic i would love something like that just like take care of all that for me so i don't have to think
0: about it facebook you always like I don't know. gazillion like dollars. Yeah. This is like a huge thing. Julie, this is phase.
1: huge. This is huge. <laughs> Every other app drops you off at the drop-off zone, which yeah. is like, you've matched. Now it's, what do you do? What do you do from here? Facilitate some conversation I, between
0: us. I think the other thing, if someone could crack this, it would be awesome. Like, all the personality tests. All of, like, mm, the right. different things that are out there. Like, Logan brought this up on her episodes. We have the presets we have right now on apps of, like, height and where you, your occupation. Because mm-hmm. that's all the data they have they don't know if you're like a funny person or like extroverted or introverted it would be amazing if there was a way to somehow get the qualities that actually really freaking matter like how do you know that before you meet them yeah
1: seriously how would you know that (laughs) (laughs) yeah if they can integrate all of that you have to take all these quizzes well i guess like eHarmony kind of did that They had a bunch of questions but yeah there's a way to integrate that and like curate for you yeah
0: that'd be amazing that would
1: make more sense yeah i like that. Cool. I think we um, are going to be billionaires in 2020. I think that's another trend that we have going for us. So you guys are welcome for
0: you know for
1: us telling you all of our ideas. Damn it! So
0: now someone just has to execute. It. Damn it,
1: Julie! We just told everyone our ideas.
0: Execution is always the hardest part.
1: Fine, give us credit. Finder's fee. Uh, I think that's that. Pretty much wraps up what yeah. we think is going to happen in 2020. We're on it, guys. We're like out there finding out what's really happening. We're asking these questions to daters who are doing it. They're like on it. And Julie's also on it. So we are at the we're on the pulse. Is that what it is? We're on yeah, the pulse. We're on the of, pulse of we're dating. We're on the pulse of dating. We're not at the pulse. We're on it. We're on the pulse of dating, and we can't wait to report back even more trends yeah. for you
0: all. So if people have their own ideas for mm. trends, definitely write us in because I'm sure we did not hit it all. Mm-hmm. Even though we did, it was a pretty good conversation, pretty robust yeah. list. But yeah, if people have ideas, especially the future, we yes. definitely want to hear from you.
1: And then you'll win a prize if it does come true. December of 2020.
0: (laughs) And if you're enjoying Dateable, I think the one thing that'd be amazing is if you tell a friend about Dateable.
1: Ooh. Hello, friend. (laughs) Have you heard of (laughs) Dateable? They made all these predictions about 2020 that are going to come true. Yeah.
0: This is a good episode to share to get them in.
1: Yeah. Well, guys, we love it when you support us and we love it when you support us with the people in your lives too. So share, comment, engage with us. Also, just rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. That would be helpful that'd be super helpful yeah so cool that's enough asks for one episode (laughs) we'll ask for more in the next one happy new year everyone and i can't wait to kick off season 10 yeah on that note we're gonna wrap this up stay dateable want to continue the conversation first follow us on instagram facebook and twitter with the handle at dateable podcast tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us we look at all those posts Number two, stay dateable.